friends, and welcome back to Girl on Fire, the financial independence podcast for independent women. My name is Priya. I'm a chartered accountant and analyst and the creator of Paper Money Co. I'm also a fierce financial feminist and the host of this podcast. I believe that a woman who is in control of her money is in control of her life. This episode is part two of my partnership with Creekside Press, where I'm going to share ways that you can support different aspects of your wellness on any budget. I've really been focusing on my wellness this year, and one of the best tools I found to help me on my journey is the Daily Wellness Planner by Creekside Press. As someone who struggled with a chronic heart condition, depression, and anxiety for many years, I feel like I rarely have control over my mind and my body, and this year I decided it was time to take control of my wellness by taking control of what I can influence. And that's where the Daily Wellness Planner comes in. It's a stunning 16-week undated planner with literally everything you need to take care of yourself. This planner isn't just about the to-do list that never ends. It's a place where you can meal plan, track your fitness and your mood, build morning and bedtime routines, plan your goals, monitor your symptoms and medications. It's also got these amazing cognitive behavior therapy worksheets to help you work through what's going on in your life and in your mind. I've been using my daily wellness planner for a few weeks now and it's really making a difference. I've always had trouble finding balance with my wellness goals. If I focus on getting more sleep, then I spend less time reading. If I focus on getting more exercise, then I spend less time crafting. But with the daily wellness planner, I get a holistic picture of all areas of my wellness so I know where to focus my energy. And that's because the Daily Wellness Planner focuses on eight different dimensions of your overall wellness all at once. I finally feel like I'm taking back control of my wellness and getting to live the life I want. My favorite thing about it is the symptoms tracker. It is so powerful to see when my symptoms flare up compared to what's going on in my life and what I'm doing, how much I'm sleeping, how stressed I am and what I eat. It's really helping me manage my symptoms better when I know what triggers them. I'm starting to prioritize the activities that help me feel my best. If you're ready to live a life of intention and well-being, then I've got something special for you. I've partnered with Creekside Press to offer Girl on Fire listeners 10% off when you enter the code GIRLONFIRE at checkout. You also get free US shipping on orders over $100. I'll leave a link to this incredible planner in the show notes. Check it out. You can actually see what kinds of layouts are included in this planner and have a look at some of the accessories like post-it notes and bookmarks that you can pick up as well. This planner is honestly the most unique and well-thought-out wellness planner I have ever come across. Last week, we talked about four dimensions of wellness that are covered in this planner, and this week, we're covering the remaining four. I'm going to share ways you can work on your wellness in each of those areas at a low budget option, a mid-range budget option, and a high budget option. Before we jump in though, I do just want to acknowledge that sometimes you can't just work on your wellness and get better. Believe me, I know. When you're stuck with a rare and incurable condition like I am, you just have to learn to live with it and manage the symptoms. This is not about being 100% healthy in all ways, because that's not possible for a lot of us. It's about controlling or influencing 
the few things that are within your control so that you can live your best life possible. Okay, so let's talk about environmental wellness. This one is about having safe, healthy, and nice spaces around you. Think of your home, your car, and your workplace. For low and mid-range budgets, start by decluttering all of your spaces. Donate or sell what you can and recycle what you can't. Make a homekeeping schedule to keep your home clean and tidy. And then from there, slowly start organizing. With some wrapping paper and empty cereal boxes, you can DIY magazine holders. You can also add a few homey touches and it doesn't have to cost you a ton. A candle, a cushion, a throw, a new doormat. Put up some photos of your happiest memories around your home. For a higher budget option, you can hire a cleaning service to keep your home clean and safe. Get those home edit books and organize your entire life. Maybe try decorating for every season. It helps keep that novelty feeling of everything being new again. Or maybe hire an interior decorator and have your walls painted. Carve out an area of your home that's just for you. Now, of course, this list has to include financial wellness. I've talked about financial wellness a few times on this show. It's about having a healthy relationship with your money and being intentional with your spending and how you can understand and plan for your current financial situation and your financial goals. No matter what your budget level is, sit down with your significant other and talk about your budget. What are your shared financial goals? What are your personal financial goals? What life goals are you working towards that require money? How can you be more intentional about the way you spend your money? Create a realistic budget and make a plan to save more and plan for your retirement. For low and mid-range budgets, this podcast is a great resource for you and there are others out there as well. And for high budgets, you can hire a financial advisor, but do your due diligence first. Moving on, we're almost at the end, is occupational wellness, which is about doing work that is rewarding and doesn't damage your well-being. This one is kind of a hard one because a job is a job and more often than not, we need a job because life costs money, not because we love what we do. But I think the most important thing to keep in mind here is that occupational wellness is about being as safe and healthy and happy at work as possible. It's about being able to walk away from a workplace bullying situation or a toxic work environment or doing work that's engaging and rewarding as opposed to just being bored out of your mind from nine to five in exchange for a paycheck. Now, this is a weird one because honestly, for most low and mid-range budget options, unless you can change jobs, you're a bit limited. But what you can do is really start looking for another job and maybe slowly upskilling yourself until you get there. Or you can try to get fulfillment from other avenues like volunteer work or a side business. I don't think it's practical to just say, do what you love no matter what. Because for like 98% of people, that's never going to happen. That's just not the way the world works. I'm lucky enough to enjoy my job and I like the people I work with. I'm much happier and fulfilled at work now than I ever have been before, except when I was living in Europe. This job, which I started in February 2021, was also a career change for me. But would I do this job if I wasn't paid for it? Hell no. And that's okay. Life costs money and I want financial stability, so this is the price I pay. 
But it doesn't mean I have to stay in a job where I'm being bullied and micromanaged or being made to work when I'm physically ill. If you have the means and opportunity, you can improve your situation by walking away and trying to find a new job or making a career move. Now, if you're in a high budget situation, you can probably afford to walk away from any bad jobs and take your time looking for a new one. It's generally low and mid-range budgets that keep people stuck in damaging workplaces, so that's what I wanted to focus on here. And the last one on the list is spiritual wellness. Now, something I love about the Daily Wellness Planner is that spiritual wellness isn't defined as a certain faith, or any faith for that matter. It's not about any type of religion, it's about a sense of purpose and meaning in your life. One of the things I love about these eight dimensions of wellness is that they all seem to work together. All the tips I mentioned to look after your emotional well-being will apply to your spiritual well-being as well. Journaling and understanding your emotions will help you define what matters to you and help you figure out how to create meaning and purpose in your life. Therapy will help with this too. Your social well-being and seeking guidance from others in your circle may also help you find meaning and purpose in your life. Or you might find it when you're working on occupational wellness and trying to find more rewarding work. And that's all I have for you girls on fire today. Last time I asked you to think of some ways you can prioritize your health and well-being and your mental health without blowing your budget. My challenge for you this week is to start integrating those wellness activities into your budget. Create a sinking fund that's just for wellness activities and start putting some money into it. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast at papermoneycoat.com forward slash podcast review. It really helps me figure out whether you're enjoying this content and learning from it. Reviews help me improve my content so the episodes get better and better and they help other women out in the internet wilderness come and find us as well. It's also a great way to support this show. It's totally free and I love reading your reviews. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or found it interesting, then spread the love and share it with your friends. And remember, when you're in control of your money, you're in control of your life.